Hello and welcome to another episode of the Tipped Balls Podcast. I am your host, Sam Randazzo, and I am joined by my two rather polluted co-hosts. Uh, to my far right is the one, the only, Uncle Sam. Hello. And behind the computer, just wanking his own weasel, per usual, it is Bruce. The t- Oh, I'm in up the in the corner. Up in the corner, it is Bruce, the tugboat, Venditti. And we are joined by a very special host and very special friend today. It is Zolo, our uh, resident Lions guru. Whatever. Whatever. Absolutely. Resident whatever. Whatever. Just whatever. I'm here for a good time. I'm just grateful to be here. That's it. Um, so, yeah, it's not often we get guests on this show, but uh, uh, we thought after the draft and after um, the Lions having a somewhat – controversial first round i would say uh there's a lot of mixed emotions on the lions draft specifically that he would be the perfect person to have here today but on top of that he knows more about the nfl and football than bruce ever has or ever will so maybe a little bit uh it's true a little Actually, bit bruce, bruce's replacement we just haven't fired bruce yet scab of bruce <laughs> scab of bruce uh yeah so you know what what Nothing. Okay. Uh, just a little bit more insight today after a very, very big week in the NFL. Um, so, Give up. should we get right into it here and just start with start with who we thought did the best, did the worst, the moves they made? Um, wh- the team I'd like to start with is the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, obviously didn't have a single pick in rounds one or two, and then they came in in rounds three. And did something that raised a few eyebrows. Uh, they took a kicker, the first kicker in the draft. And uh, I'm sure it's a man that Zolo knows very well. Uh, kicker Jake Moody at number 99 overall. Um, the experts are saying that that's way too high to pick a kicker. Uh, but I know that there's two men here who disagree. So I'm going to give it up to them and let them go. Oh, I disagree. I think everybody should. I, I don't understand why more teams don't draft kickers and punters. I really don't understand it. I, I don't understand it. I mean, when you think about it, it seems like there's so many games, especially in this day and age of the NFL, that are decided on a kick now. Or a punt. Or, I mean, realistically. Super Bowl was decided by a punt return. That's true. Uh, I mean, look at Minnesota's entire season last year. The only reason yeah. they had as many wins as they did was due to their kicker. Um, how many wins has Justin Tucker clutched yes, over the last that's season? That's also true. He's crushed people's hearts. With his last second, unbelievable kicks. And, I mean, kicker was definitely a need for the 49ers, but you don't think that was a little – would he have been there later? I don't think he would have. Um, his target was always round four-ish. Um, right. Maybe they reached a little bit. I could tell you this much. As someone that's watched as much Michigan football as I have over the last X amount of years, four or five years, I've watched almost every one of Jake Moody's kicks – um, one of the highlights of his career subtly was the Michigan State game last year in East Lansing, end of the first half, Michigan was up. Mel Tucker used all three of his timeouts to right, ice Moody, so. and he hit all three kicks and then hit the fourth one to end the half. And that's what kind of kicker is. He's clutch. He's not going to break. He can hit from distance. He kicked from outdoors. That's what I like about him. He hits from distance outdoors. That's not easy to do, especially in the Big Ten. Because you're up well, forward, right. Weather, I mean, a lot of absolutely. rain, a lot of shit. Loud stadiums. He's, yep. So he's he's probably re- he's dead ready for the NFL. Oh, I mean, I, I think so. He'll be making I the kicks so. in late November against you know 
whatever. Like, like he said, this, this kid's accurate, and, and he kicks. I've seen him kick distance that was stupid. So you have no his, issue his with that. Kicking from 50 yards out is pretty pretty spot on. A lot of the a lot of the backlash we get on reaching for picks like a kicker and for the Lions, I didn't want them to take a corner at, at six because no. I just think it's not a good place for a corner to go. It's not a good place for a tight end to go. You don't get good value. Unless you got um, Deion Sanders out there, yeah, it's a waste of time. Ex- exactly. And it's the same waste with the kicker. Time. I understand with this one. I think he would have been gone in the fourth round, but they got a guy that they think is gonna set them over the edge in special teams. And it kind of makes sense. He was the best kicker in the draft, but then a part of you it's, a, it's an agree-to-disagree thing because a part of you is like, well, the last time a kicker went this high was Roberto Aguayo in 2016, went to Tampa, and the guy was out of the league in two right. years. Right, busted out. Um, the other thing is, and I was sitting here thinking about this, San Francisco had the luxury of doing this because realistically, I mean, we're talking about a team that, regardless of what they did in this year's draft, was going to be a Super Bowl contender this year. Um I mean, you have Christian McCaffrey in the backfield. You have a little bit of a, a – I don't even know if I'd call it a quarterback controversy anymore. I mean, I don't think it really is. I think Brock Purdy's a starter going forward, barring well, we'll some – hap- We'll see what happens. You got Trey Lance Purdy's you can fall back ready. on. Right. And yeah. you, I mean, you already have your yeah. backup in, in Trey Lance, and you have position players all over the field. So I think for them to go and secure a luxury pick there, realistically that's what it was, to not have to – worry about a kicker i really don't see much of an issue with it either um what i what i liked about their draft they didn't pick to the third round they got the second best safety in the third round that's money right there you can do that you're looking pretty good they didn't have uh, a pick in the first or the second round they come back they grab the second best safety in the draft in the third round uh so speaking a little bit about him jair brown uh, he obviously Penn State guy, uh, scout graded out at a 78. Now, here's the thing. He had a second round grade all day. Right. And so he obviously fell back to them. Correct. Do you, th- is he an instant playmaker for them? Or is this well, guy going to take so. some time I mean, to develop? He played with Brisker, who was drafted last year, very high. And I, and I think he's going to continue that way. San, I, I think he's a, he's a sleeper. San Francisco's always been good about getting young players playing time. Especially safety. If they're, they're good, yeah, good in the secondary. Guys. And that was a huge need for them. The Lions got one of their guys, Emmanuel Mosley. Yep. Um, that was a big need for them, the secondary. And this guy's good. I mean, I think I, I place a lot of stock. And if you come from a Power 5 conference and you play on a decent team that's in some big games, you can come into San Francisco and be ready to go play in Seattle, be ready to go play the Rams, yep. et cetera, et cetera. And I think he's going to come in and play as he start. Who knows? Time will tell. 100% he's going to come in and do some damage, though, as a rookie. I, I can't disagree with either of those. And I mean, the kicker pick got so much shit the second it happened. And I've, I've yeah, nobody's Twitter, talking about them getting all, the second best safety, you know, correct uh, toward the bottom of the first round. They so had that, some other good steals, no too. You were you were talking about some good steals earlier. They had oh, a, yeah. who, a, a D, D winners. D winners. D winners. They got a. Possibly, probably one of the best uh, performances I've seen out of a linebacker the whole year was that game against Michigan. D. Winters, he he absolutely yeah. destroyed me. He was a six-round pick, two sixteen yes. overall. So I mean, he made he made play after play in the backfield in that game to stop their running game. After that kid ripped off that big run, he didn't really do shit after that. 
piggybacking off of that real quick, I, I love what they did in the seventh round. They took Ronnie Bell, another Michigan guy, right. who, if you remember, was always big catch after big catch. When he was healthy, when he was healthy, he's a guy I wanted the Lions to take a flyer on. Uh, they got him in the seventh round. And then Jalen Graham, who is someone that uh, I had an eye on, too, for the Lions as well, who's an outside linebacker from Purdue. I watched him do a lot of damage in that Big Ten championship game. I don't know if you remember that. Yep. But he was all over the field. He's an on-ball guy. And, um, again, it, they had – when you're the, the two-time – Whatever I don't know if they won NFC, the division. Yeah, they but they've gone to the champion. championship game twice in a row, and yeah. you 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 don't have a lot of holes. And then it's also important to remember with with San Francisco at the end of the day, they didn't have a first round pick, they didn't have a second round pick. That's Christian McCaffrey. Correct. You know? So I'd give up anybody that I was going to get in the Are, first. Would two you rounds. give up your one and two for at, Christian McCaffrey? Yes. yes. With, yes. If you, if I was in the position that San Francisco was in, absolutely. I mean, they got a lot of guys. These guys can plug. They can plug right in on special teams right now, right now. And you're going to have some other guys that are going to be generating more money here real soon within the next year or two. The window, that cap they window can, gets they tricky. They can plug these guys in and can just keep reloading every year because that's basically what they do. Um, so I think overall, I, I a lot of people had a problem with San Francisco's draft. I didn't. No, uh, I don't have I thought, I mean, when you're, again, it's all about the position that your team is in, and I think they were in a position to do exactly what they did, and they executed on it rather well. Now, I want to talk about a team that's kind of rebuilding, but trying to make it look like they're not in a way. I mean, they got Michael Thomas back. They, instead of going for the young QB, they took Derek Carr, uh, and that's the New Orleans Saints. Um, I was... It was kind of an interesting draft. Now, the guy they took at 29 overall, we spoke about on the show a lot last week. Uh, he, we were both a big fan of him. I, I, I had him going to New Orleans in my, in my mock draft on draft night, and that's Brian Breesy. Um, probably not as good as Jalen Carter, but I think he was definitely a first-round talent. Uh, for me, I liked him. He's just coming off of the ACL injury. Uh I, you were a fan of him as well. Yes. Yeah. I, I think he he had some off the field stuff that was going on with him that he had to kind of tell us. Do you know do you know what it is? Do you know it's 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 cra- he had a crazy year. Yeah. Um he had a younger sister that died from leukemia. And then he also he missed most of this year because he had some sort of I, I think it was mono, but he had something that tanked him this year but when he played he was excellent when he played as a freshman he was excellent he was a five-star recruit he was the number one interior lineman when he went to clemson um when he plays and when he's on the field he's a dog yes i i think i agree with that a thousand percent because he was one of the guys that i watched a lot of tape on before we did our mock drafts last week and i i loved him i mean you want to talk about a guy with a with a high motor uh and ultimately new orleans needed help because, I mean, realistically, outside of Cameron Jordan, they don't have that many playmakers up front. They, they don't lost, have. They lost Marcus Davenport. Correct. So they needed somebody to come in and, and join a rotation. And I think their second pick there in round two, Foskey out of Notre Dame, the big, long, 6'7 defensive end, that's the perfect thing. They could plug him in right away. They could plug both of those guys in right away. Put them all through a rotation. They're they're going to be tough. They're going to be tougher than people think. Their defense is actually good to begin with. 
This was a uh, lower-ranked draft. If you look at a lot of what the pundits have been saying, mm-hmm. this draft wasn't that great. I I think this is one of the top ten drafts. Just looking at it, there's a lot of sexy picks in here. Uh, obviously, we Brian Brise. Sexy picks. He's he was one of the best interior linemen in a, in a draft that was really thin. There, Isaiah Foskey. A lot of people had going at the end of the first round. Right. Battle test at Notre Dame. The one I love is, or I have two that I actually love for them. Kendra Miller, the running back from TCU. Um, that kid's a beast. Again, another guy that ripped yeah. Michigan apart. Looked excellent while doing it. And on top of that, they're on the verge of losing, potentially for a year with a suspension, uh, they're on the v- verge of losing Alvin Kamara. And this guy does what Kamara does. He's a slasher. Right. He could do things in between the tackles. He could catch balls. He's great after the catch. Um, he's exactly what they need in the event that they lose him. And then... They turn around and grab Jake Hayner Jake, from Fresno. So Jake Hayner's mentor. Do you know who his mentor has been over the last couple years? No, I don't. Derek Carr. Derek Carr. And he gets to sit behind the guy who set the precedent for him at Fresno State. Right. He wasn't seen as a second coming. They're different quarterbacks. But Jake Hayner gets to play behind him now. They already know each other. Derek Carr drafted him on draft day. I I. I love it. And then at the, in the sixth round there, I've been looking at A.T. Perry for about a month now because he checked off a need, a need for the Lions, and he's 6'4". I wanted a guy that was 6'2 or 6'3". 6'4", fast, high RAS score, very athletic. I don't know how he made it to round six, but, damn, that's a good situation 26 touchdowns in the last two years. So Hugely I, I, productive. I good value well in the overall. I thought, yeah. the, I thought New Orleans did pretty well. That's a great draft. I don't know how it's as low yeah. ranked as it is because I think they got a lot of contributors on that draft. If if yeah. you look at Jake Hayner, uh, comp wise, I think I mean if you want to take an NFL comp for him, I mean in size and mechanics, if you watch the guy play, he he looks a lot like Drew Brees, which is always something right. cute. That's real cute if you know you could use Derek Carr for a few years and then oh, I have his era championship game Hayner, and he was pretty spot on, man. I was really impressed with him. Mm-hmm. I just because you don't I don't see a lot of Fresno games. But I'm telling you that the kid can play. Moving on. Moving on. Uh, let's talk about the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, well, I thought we were uh, in division over here. No. You want to keep going through that division? Talk about Atlanta? No, I want to talk about the Raiders. All right. Uh, let's talk about the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, okay. So let's obviously. We'll talk about. <laughs> sorry, but I mean, this is what's next up for me. So you're gonna have to you're okay gonna jump. Uh, the Raiders now. The Raiders for me and you. I mean, last year we had this team. We I had them winning their division. Okay, obviously that you had them finishing. I believe in second, right behind Kansas City. Obviously, this didn't happen. We thought it was going to be the division to change time last year. Well, I figured once Derek Carr got a weapon, a real weapon, because it's been years since he's had one, that they would be a lot better than what they were. And and it just all kind of fell apart. Was last year I, I would Josh blame McDaniel coaching on year? that. Was it yeah, was that was last year his first year or, or was it uh was it Nathaniel Hackett last year? No, last year was uh or whoever what, it was. What's his name's first year there? Was it was it uh, uh Okay. New England. Yeah. I'm ha- I'm Josh, Derek, McDaniels. Uh, Josh McDaniels. Josh McDaniels. So last year was Josh there. McDaniels last year. Got it. Sorry, I didn't Correct. interrupt. You. It was it was McDaniels. You know, they they got Derek Carr the weapon that he wanted that he played with in college, and it it just seemed like it all they could not put it together. Listen, I mean, they when, could not put four qu- solid quarters together. When you had my man up there crying on fucking stage after that that one, I I think they played. Did they lose to Denver once? 
They might have. I think it was they, they early on. Early on. Right. And he was yeah. up there crying on stage. You knew something wasn't right there. So, obviously, Josh McDaniels gets his guy now. You get Jimmy Garoppolo in there. We have mixed opinions on what's going to happen with that, but that's neither here nor there. Train wreck. The Raiders Train kind of surprised me. Because if you looked at this, it was supposed to be, I mean, pretty much Witherspoon across the I, board. I mean, I, I'm looking at, at what, and they, then he, what they've done. Tyree Wilson is really nice, but they said he had some foot issues, and, and I think a lot of teams steered away from them because of that. If Tyree Wilson plays up to his potential, and essentially you got him on one side, and you've got Max Crosby on the other, and you still have... Uh, Anyways, if you have <laughs> Tyree Wilson on one side and what Max I, what Crosby I'm on the other. You, you, uh, who's the guy they got from the Cardinals? Fuck. Oh, Chandler Jones. They still got Chandler Jones is there, too. So you Listen got to me, Chandler Jones is about as old as you are. So yeah, let's, but you got let's... this young guy who could come in on a rotationary thing and learn how to be a He's the seventh throw. overall pick. Yeah, he's but he's not coming come in, in on a rotation. A, he's not going to start over Jones. I bet you he does. I, I don't see it. I could see he's going to take Chandler Jones's job. Chandler Jones is 36 years old, but he's still effective. I he mean, had five sacks okay, in one game last year. Let's be real. He's not. He's the, the consistency is not there anymore. Uh, what's his name? The little dude from the Cardinals, Kyler Murray. Yes, dude. Come I on today. Yeah, it's Kyler I Murray. Jesus Christ. What's that? Anyways. What was that? The Why little dude. I not remember anybody's name. I don't know. All I'm remembering now is how bad that hairline is at 23. <laughs> Poor meniscus. Uh-huh. That's all I have to know. If you're drafting a guy at 70, he's starting for you. I'm yeah. sorry. He's Take got to. Okay. Uncle Sam, happened? piggybacking off what you said. First things first, let me let me get this out of the way. I love what they did in the top half of their draft. Right. Day, day one and two, I thought they did great. I think a lot of teams were scared about Tyree Wilson's foot. He had a, a slightly yeah. bad medical. I think that probably would have scared the Lions away because he was exactly what they needed. Big, lengthy defensive lineman. And on top of that. I agree, but I think that what they went through last year and then first seven weeks mm-hmm. with not having Jameson a Williams. full roster is the reason why they did not pull the trigger. Maybe. And 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 obviously it scared off another it scared off other teams. It yes. wasn't just the Lions that were scared. Um and they couldn't take a risk on and I, and when we get to the Lions, I will unload. I promise I will yeah. get to all that. They couldn't take a risk on a guy with a bad medical. Right. And that's what happened there. They've done it too. Otherwise, right. this guy is a Dan Campbell guy. He he okay. plugs in everywhere on the field. That's what I love about him. He could play three tech. He could he can it, on pass rushing downs, you could slide him over with Crosby and Chandler Jones. This is why he's gonna get ample True. playing time there. You could slide him over and he's gonna go kill the quarterback if you want him to. Um Round two, they I mean, some people have Michael Mayer as a top 20 pick. He slipped them. I think they traded up to get him, if I remember correctly. Uh, But he slipped to them. That's a great get. They have their replacement for Waller. And then, again. He's just a big guy. A big tackle playing yeah. tight end. Is yeah, what he is. he's he's not a. This is the reason. If you want to know why the Lions passed on Michael, that Mayer. was going to be my next thing. Is because everybody thought Mayer was going to be the sure pick for them. They needed a pass catching tight end. He's not. He was the best blocking tight end in the draft. He's very good. You said that last Which week. Which I, you know, I thought Dan Campbell wants to run the football, wants to do that, and then he turns around and he takes a pass catching tight end. I mean, hold on, hold on. Hold on. We'll get to Laporta. Right. I promise you. But right. he's more well-rounded than you think. I'll, I'll, I'll get to I, that. I'm not saying he's not. I'm just saying, because me personally, and and I don't know if you watched any of it, I, I love the kid Washington from Georgia. Same. 
I loved him. I, I thought this guy here is going to be a difference maker. Just watching all the tight ends. Are you and, talking about a different team right now? No, I'm talking about the, the – He's talking about a different uh, player that got talking about drafted draft. by a different team. We're talking about tight end. And, but we're and, talking about the Raiders. Okay. All right. He's not. He's not, I, but we're talking about the Raiders. Just, just piggybacking. I promise you, we'll get yeah, to the Steelers. We'll get into it. We'll get I promise it. you. Um, just piggybacking Byron Young in a, in a draft that was short on D tackles. We just went over that with Brise. They got a guy from Alabama that did some damage. Uh, Jacory and Bennett, both the like the Maryland it. corners were excellent. Yeah. Were can, they not? Yeah. Can I chime in here real quick because yeah. this I this is one of my favorite late picks was Aiden O'Connell from Purdue. Another guy we watched do damage against yeah, I Michigan. mean, I watched, I because that was another one, because there was talk with him and, like, Stenson Bennett having similar value. But realistically, if you put Aiden O'Connell on that Georgia team, I think he's doing the same things as Stenson Bennett if not did, more. if not more. Yeah. He's supremely talented, and I thought that was good value in the fourth. I watched a lot of Purdue in the second half of their season just because I knew they were in it the entire time. Right. And the damage, the his first half against Michigan was a Rembrandt. He was hitting every throw. I mean, of course, his receivers were getting open, but uh, he was excellent. And again, another battle-tested guy. And if he sits behind the right person, I don't know if Jimmy G is the right person. If he right. sits behind the right person, who knows? That's a good situation for him right. to stumble into. I, I liked that pick a lot. Um, Shall we move on? Let's talk about the team you wanted to talk about a second ago. Let's talk about the Atlanta Falcons. Okay. Um, <clears throat> now, for me, all right, and we talked about this is we harped on this last week. I thought that Bijan was the best, the best player in the draft. You thought it was Jalen Carter. We argued about it a little bit. Um, I'm in agreement that it was one of those two guys, by the way. Correct. The best players in the and, draft. and and actually, Solo was the one who told me, uh, two, what, a week or two ago, that there's no chance Bijan's making it past Atlanta. That was a direct quote from him. And he was right, and that's why I, in my mock draft, had him going eight. Well, I had him going eight to Atlanta as well. I was sitting there and hoping and praying I was wrong. I had Lions taking him at six. He had the Lions taking him at six. I would have loved it. I mean, that's what I was hoping for as well. I didn't think it was going to happen. But what does he mean for this? Because realistically, I mean, you have such a hard on. My favorite player is going to get bumped out. Yeah, you have such a hard on for Cordero Patterson and said that's they didn't need right running backs. I mean, they, I they have, a, they have a coach that's going to do a very good job of utilizing both of those guys. Yeah. There's scenarios where Cordell and Bijan are both going to be in the backfield. Right. And they're going to be fine. That, that's kind of scary when you think about You can't it. cover both of those dudes. When you think about the production, is scary. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, they didn't do anything to address the quarterback situation, so Desmond Ritter's the guy. He's the guy. He's the and, guy, man. I know you were kind of surprised by that. I am shocked by that. To be uh, because your bet on who was going to be the guy for his organization was Davis Mills, which we'll talk about that later, but that's obviously not the case. I like Davis. I was kind of surprised. I mean, they didn't even go for a quarterback late. Yeah. They didn't do it. So, I mean, they instilled all faith in Desmond Ritter, but I'll tell you what, Desmond Ritter's job got a hell of a lot easier uh, with B. John Robinson in the backfield. Yes. They got some pieces. I mean, Drake London was excellent for them last yeah, year. Correct. Um, if Kyle Pitts remembers how to play Kyle, football. Yeah. Kyle Pitts. Yeah. Oh. 
if he if if they like, utilize him right in a hypothetical with more weapons on the field, like if you have two, who covers? Who's going to be the ones covering these these running backs? It's it's going to be uh, it's going to be linebackers. Correct. So if you have linebackers that have to be athletic and have to go after whoever it's going to be, either Bijan or Cordero Patterson. I mean, that's going to open up a lot of space for Kyle Pitts. You can't cover everyone. Correct. So, hypothetically, that should, the Bijan pick should really open the doors for him a little uh, bit. You know, and they added Calais Campbell in the offseason, too. That one kind of went okay. quietly. I get it. He's almost 40. But here's the other thing. His production is still high. Correct. But here's the other thing. That division, it's wide open. It's, it's doo -doo. wide open. It's doo-doo. It's going to be – you have – Bryce Young and, and and a Carolina team that you don't really know what's going to happen with yet. I don't know. I think they could be the front runners, but you're gonna you're going on your roll call right now, and I'll say it at the end why you're exactly right. You know, uh, Tampa I think is going to be a fucking shit show. Last place. They're, Tampa's going to win. I think Tampa's a three or four game winner. Um, New Orleans. New Orleans has all the potential to win this division, but for some reason, between having a lot of guys who are just guaranteed injuries. You don't know what's going to happen with Kamara. You don't know what Derek Carr still has left in the tank. And realistically, in the few games that we saw Desmond Ritter for last year, it wasn't that bad. It wasn't Malik Willis bad. This team, this team could be okay. Are you insinuating that they should be doing more, though, by not going for a quarterback because their division's so wide open? Yes. Are you saying that you're surprised? I, that's that's why, exactly right. That's why it's surprised because at the end of the day, you're, Ritter's not a guarantee, but he's right. also not a guy. He's not a guy that I would forego having another option for, but he's also not a bum. But like, they, Malik Willis they, is a bum. Listen, they drafted two guards in this draft. That's a position they were very weak at. So they've upgraded there, and then they turn around and they grab – who I really like is this Clark Phillips from Utah. I like anybody from Utah. If you watch them guys play defense, there, they're they're absolutely no. They sick. do. They're they're dogs, they're and they're playing they're dogs, in they're playing in altitude too. They're playing at ten thousand feet and running all over the field. Yes. Nothing's going on, so they're always they show up well conditioned. Every game, yeah. Dude. I I agree. And Zach Harrison from Ohio State's no scrub. Yep. He's Another no highly touted recruit. I mean, it's, it guy went in the top ninety, so he could do some damage. Matthew Bergeron. A lot of people had him as the best. The best guard in the draft. I mean, right. I, I don't know if he was he the first one taken. I don't remember. Regardless, yeah, I think he may have been. Regardless, did he go before uh, Torrance. Yeah, yeah, yeah he, yes, he, he did. He did because he went early round two. Um, on top of that, he's Quebecois. He's I think he's from Montreal. Um, went to Syracuse where they they ran the ball a ton at Syracuse last year. He's he's a good player. Um, and, and that's what knows? they wanted. They want guards that can push guys off the off the line of scrimmage. Exactly. So this is what they went for. So the run is going to be their focus. Oh, 100%. And then you got guys like Patterson, who's a, a monster out of the backfield, and Robinson now, who's probably, they're saying the best back in the draft, period. They're they're looking pretty good. Their future looks good. Well, here's the other thing. Uh, Tyler Algier had a pretty good year last year. He's Especially a monster. fifth-round guy. That kid there can run the football. So it's I, a loaded room. It's a loaded running back room. If they keep him and utilize him a little bit too, have him in the mix – Obviously, people are going to want to see B. John Robinson. Right. When you spend that kind of draft capital to get a running back and he's as highly touted as him, people are going to want to see him. But you have Cordero Patterson for your pass-catching situations. And if you can keep a ton of miles off of Bijan and utilize Algier in that offense right. still, 
I mean, that's a that's a three-headed monster that you're not going to get yeah, guys hurt. They've gotten better defensively, and that's where they needed to really get better was defensively, especially in their secondary. And I think they, they've kind of done that. They took the safety out of Alabama, too, Hamlin's. He's not bad. He's not bad. He's a solid player. So, I mean, where do you think Atlanta can finish this year? I I'm, I agree with him. I it's a it's a three horse race. It's a three horse race. It's yeah. it's it's everyone versus Tampa. I think the well, Panthers could easily win the Carolina division. In that yeah, the Carolina Panthers could really be, improve. They did a lot. They had a yeah. great. They had a, one of the best coach hires in Frank yep. Reich. Um, they brought their quarterback in. It's gonna, there's going to be hiccups there. They have a great offense, um, and they weren't scrubs last year. They were kind no, of no. in it towards the end. Um, I'm I'm with you, though, Uncle Sam. They, Carolina, they took one Atlanta. of the better guards, Chandler Zavala, at yep. North Carolina State. Mm-hmm. That guy was a monster. Save it for Carolina. We're not there yet. All right, yeah. moving on <laughs> to uh, Uncle Sam's favorite team, the Washington Commanders. The Washington Dumpster Fires. Washington. Uh, if you had to choose right now between the Browns or the Commanders for a, the biggest dumpster fire, uh, the Commanders. The Commanders. I, the Commanders. Wow. Yeah, the four biggest dumpster fires in sports, even though, I mean, some of them have good years. We have the Ottawa Senators in the NHL, the New York Mets. <laughs> New York Mets are a massive dumpster fire. The Knicks, who are on a little bit of a run right now, and then the Washington Commanders. Those are the respective dumpster fires of their sports. <laughs> and I thought the Commanders draft went accordingly, but go ahead. You, I want to give you an example, Sam. I, outside Stromberg and maybe Martin, I like Emmanuel Forbes. I like what they did with I like him. Okay. And like I said, outside uh, the the center Stromberg, I, I wasn't hell bent with what they've done. I love Emmanuel Forbes. I loved watching his tape. I yeah. loved reading about him. Uh realistically, I feel like when you're in as bad a shape as Washington is right now, I mean, yes, cornerback was a need, but I don't know if Here's the thing. They're they're going into the season with Sam Howell and Jacoby Brissett. Yeah. Realistically, hearing those two names, they're I, I kind of liked their quarterback situation last year better. I mean, I know how much I'm you a love Heineke. Guy. I loved Heineke. I would have loved to got him here. He's I mean, won, he's won some games. He's won. He's, he's kept them in the playoff games. He's a scrappy little bastard. You don't know what you're getting with Sam Howell. And you do know what you're getting with Jacoby Brissett. Well, I, and it ain't great. Kind of seen Sam, a little bit of Sam Howell last year. He's a little bit bigger version of Heineke. Okay, but if you're them, wh- why not look at? I mean, Will Levis dropped into the second round. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Uh, Hendon Hooker huh? dropped in the third round. The same thing. Why not at least take a look? We're just gonna let me cut you off. We're oh. just gonna go ahead and put them in as an early entrant into the Caleb Williams lottery in the draft <laughs> next year go. in Detroit. Yeah, yeah. They're gonna need a quarterback. They'll probably get one next year. It's a great quarterback class. I had no idea what they were thinking in this draft yeah. but go ahead uncle sam i don't no, I, I don't like forbes i disagree on emmanuel forbes they passed on christian gonzalez to take him um i, I was looking at emmanuel that. forbes in the second round gonzalez dropped as far as no no idea no idea um emmanuel he, forbes the best cover corner in the draft gonzalez. so so i want to save it for new england you're exactly right i thought he was better than witherspoon i'll save it for when we get right, to the we'll patriots because i thought he was one of the steals of the first round I did too. but just just on forbes and i don't really love keon white was great he he could have been a first rounder they did great in the second round i i don't mind corners that are six foot 185 200 pounds i i don't mind that but when you're 160 pounds yeah so that's why i didn't want the lions to take a fire on you're gonna put a, a six foot tall 160 pound guy up against uh, 
a monster like Metcalf. He has the frame. He has the frame. He has yeah. the speed, and he has the ball skills for the prototypical NFL corner. The reason why I didn't want the Lions to, to go for him is because – and he would have been a great option for them in right. round two, pending who was there. 166 pounds is not big. He no. needs two years at least in the NFL's training and all their protocols and eating protocols just to add 20 pounds to that frame, just to get him in the ballpark to where he's not getting thrown around. A lot of receivers in that division are going to just feast on him. Yeah. I, you know, A.J. Brown is going to throw him off on yeah. the line. Yeah. So, what, is, what is he going to do when he's he's got to come up and 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 actually go up against guys that are big body guys? Well, I mean, that's, yeah, that's where he's AJ Brown. I mean, yeah, he's going to eat against those C.D. Yeah. Lamb, AJ Brown. I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Whoa, yeah. I know. I AJ agree. Brown with is a fucking beast. He's lucky. He's got the speed. I think they liked him for the speed again. Yeah, I, think I so just, too. they they passed on some really think, good Bruce? players. Are you awake? I think you're wake fucking, up. I think you're look at everybody. Look at that screwed. little box in the corner of your screen. How many times did you get you Jesus said AJ Christ. Brown like three times? You said AJ I threw Brown. in there once. We were yeah. we were at a solid combined twice. <laughs> it's okay though. Three's a crowd. You guys aren't used to three. So <laughs> that's true. That's it. It's gonna be a lot of repeating. Uh, all right. Moving on from the dumpster fire to uh, another dumpster fire. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Oh God. Um. Okay. The, their first round pick. I talked about him again last week on the show. I liked Cancy. I, I really did. Uh, again, I, I look at Tampa Bay needs a little bit of everything. You might Devin White might be out the door now. Uh, like, let's be real. They got there's a lot of guys there that are getting older. Their offensive line looked like it was going to be okay last year. Got banged up. Kind of got decimated. Um, we don't really know where Chris Godwin's whereabouts are going to be going into this year. This is a team that needs a little bit of everything. But, I mean, again, this kind of brings me back to the same question that I asked last time. We're going in with Baker and Kyle Trask. Okay. Like, that's that's what we're doing here. This is entrant number two into the Caleb Williams <laughs> yeah, lottery. I was going to say. Yeah, they will be picking high in, the, in Detroit next year at the draft. This, this one, again, you had guys that fell. And I was like, oh, well, you know, if Will Levis makes it to 19, I mean, you might have your heir apparent to Tom Brady right there and, and just see what happens. I was shocked by that. I, I was glad that they went O-line. I was glad about that. I like that Cody Mock kid. He's feisty. You just like him because he's he from North like Dakota. He's got, 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 got no teeth. teeth. Yeah. No teeth. Yeah, it's That's a big why one. you like him. That's a big one. He can't bite his own tongue down when he's getting All right. Now, they are. I they, like Clancy. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. Kalisha Cansey, I thought, was really good. Mm -hmm. um, the reason why he probably wasn't a fit here because when we were when I was looking back at you guys during the draft and and you're like it's Jack Campbell, I go shit. Um, I wanted him. He's a little undersized. Yeah. Um, that being said, he's athletic. He, the, the comparison is perfect with Aaron Donald. Right. They went to the same school. Um, I think it's going to be a little bit situational there. Um, like you said, they need a little bit of everything, so I understand why they would pass on Levis. They're not ready. They're they're all not the, the class. Their the division. I've watched on him. He's he's always. Can't, are you talking about Cansey? Cansey? Yeah, he's always disrupting things. He gets mm -hmm. he gets penetration, and then he'll disrupt everything. Not that you know what scares me about him is, can he go up against that big three hundred and thirty pound guard and hold his own against him, which he did pretty well in college on that. But I think if, if if he had better competition and you've seen him doing it against better teams, then I think you could have really gone higher with him. Uh, overall, I overall, what are we? I mean, is this 
It's a lower see, end. Yeah, there's it's not a lower even end that draft. sexy here. I, I like the first two picks. Again, a, a draft, you're judging the full body of work. It drops off after that. They probably got two contributors. You're a year late on Cody Mal because Tom Brady was getting ragdolled last year. Yeah, he rocked. He and, um, yeah. and I mean, they're setting up for the future. It's fine. They don't need. They got their Super Bowl a year ago, and now you're you're starting to head into a little bit of a rebuild. You don't go wrong when you start out your draft with offensive and defensive line. You don't. Nine out of ten times, you're not going to go wrong. Trenches out, right, Uncle Sam? Huh? Trenches out. You build yeah. from the trenches. That's out. how you build it. That's how that's how Detroit's been doing it for all these years. Um, moving on the New York jets, uh, obviously, I mean, let's be real. The jets had their big win last week. So, I mean, when you get Aaron Rodgers, they completed that trade, uh, all reality, something else we talked about last week. I, I didn't think they gave up all that much for a shot at a super bowl. I, I mean, they dropped down two spots and gave up the 42nd and 207th pick in a second rounder last year, which will probably turn into a first rounder. Regardless, you got Aaron Rodgers. Right. That's all Woody Woody Johnson wanted, right? He that was yeah, their, basically their sights. I mean, he was set. happy. Correct. He looked. His he was the first one that greeted him at the door. He was the first one there at the door. Yeah. That fucking yeah. rich bastard. <laughs> I mean, come on. I mean, that's I, all he wants. Uh, do you blame him? He's happy. Um. Listen, they haven't won anything. Outside, no, right not, after, what 1980? In the modern era, no, they're on that no. list of teams that no, it was, it was 1969 or something. Or 1970. They won a Super Bowl in '69. Third or fourth Super Bowl. They That's didn't win it. anything. Yeah, I, and they've had moderate, 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 moderate success. I mean, they went to the Rex Ryan Jets with Mark Sanchez. Right, with the they, back they were probably games. the most. They That's were it. probably the best Jets teams mm-hmm. that have played in the last 20 years. I mean, I remember those the butt fumble so, years. Butt fumble years. Butt fumble order, years. But here's the thing: they have a new coach, um, who's a defensive-minded coach. Their Amu Bob. I call good. him. I call him Amu Bob because he's from here. Uncle Bob in Arabic. Right. Amu Bob Sala. I, I I I don't mind what they did at all. I was kind of, you know, people were talking about reaches. I I thought Will McDonald was a reach. Agreed. Uh, for in that position, twenty fifth overall. I. Thought Agreed. that was a reach. I don't know. I like the Tipman. I like the Joe Tipman uh, drafting. They needed a center. He he's solid. I even like the tackle from Pittsburgh. Warren, he's solid. So I I don't mind that. Zach Zach Cunts too uh, in the seventh Zach round. Cunts, I watched him at the combine. Yeah, really he's, impressed with him. He's a bastard. Like that's him. a that's a typical Aaron Rodgers piece. I think yeah. that I it, it almost feels like he was in the room and saying you need to take this guy. Yeah. Great pick in the seventh round. I love Titman. That's another benefit to Aaron Rodgers. Six nine. Yeah. I, um, I mean his 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 shit is ridiculous. McDonald watching was a him reach. against the other guys performing in the tight end class mm-hmm. he stood out to me and it wasn't just because he was tall he stood out just because he's athletic for a guy his size yeah six seven i mean he's the one that's going to go up there he's he's going to be the equivalent to bob tanya and how he was yes. for, for aaron Rodgers over the last couple of years i i didn't love the will mcdonald pick i want that out there there is a rumor that i will get to when we get to the lions which it's it's that's for a little foreshadowing that the player they wanted at 15 wasn't there, and that's why they settled for Will McDonald. But if there's one guy that's done a really good job of utilizing linebackers and defensive linemen over the last year or two years, it's Bob Sala. 
That's yeah. one of the reasons they were so excellent last year. That's why Sauce Gardner turned into what he turned into is because of what's in front of him. And uh, the rich get richer there. That's a that's a right. good that's a good landing spot for him. I don't love the pick. I thought it was early, but if you're Will McDonald, that's a good spot for you. And I think he's going to do a lot of contributing day one. Uh do we think that the New York Jets have a shot at an AFC Championship game this year? Well, let's put it. Let's you. I asked you this last week, and let's, you said we got to wait till after the you draft. You think they have a shot of winning their division? I do. I do too. They definitely have a shot at winning their division, but Gundam, it's going to be a battle between those three. three. There's three teams: that's Buffalo and, and Miami. Miami. I mean, that's going to be a hell of a division. I used to. You've you've heard me say this, and you probably haven't liked it over the years. But I used to knock the Patriots because I'm like, of course they're winning ten fucking games every year because they're in the worst division in football. That is now arguably the best division in football Agreed. going into the Correct. season. This is what we thought about the Chiefs, don't let Chargers. Sleep on the Patriots either. Yeah, you can't. They'll as be they'll be serviceable. Function as you're seeing, they'll be serviceable. A hundred percent. Correct. As much as dysfunction as you're seeing out of them right now, don't don't fall asleep on them. I fell asleep. Don't fall asleep you wanna, on you him. Wanna make, you want to make you want to make you want to make the two years in a row on the Patriots okay, over under back. Right. Actually, well, Matt Patricia's hey, well, What gone, were you so saying was honestly, a big need for them? Let's let's talk about New England. What was a big need for New no, England? No, no, no. We're going in order here. Can what? We, I you, you there's a, there's science behind this here. Okay. All right. We got to keep everyone intrigued. All right. We're oh. we're gonna get to the big ones and we're gonna argue about the big ones. All right. Because that was just see all that was was foreshadowing and for me and you to have a full heated battle about what the New England Patriots did. I'm going to put up a plastic screen so I don't get spit on when that Well, happens. you know what it is? Somebody's just a bandwagoner and they anyway. jump ship. Uh, Minnesota. Uh, so let's be real here. We have our we, – we talked about Minnesota a lot last week. Now, we, we think out of all the teams that were in the playoff picture last year, you're going to see a lot of regression out of Minnesota. I, that's what I think at least. Uh, I I don't I don't really know why, but I mean, it's like everybody's got to figure this out by now, right? Like, I, one everybody on the team's getting older. Two, I mean, Delvin Cook is Delvin Cook. You, you're gonna if you get ten games out of him, you had a great year. Three, you're a one trick pony in Justin Jefferson. Hopefully, Hawkinson can help that by adding Jordan Addison. Okay, now that we're looking at this a week later. By adding Jordan Addison, did that change your thought at all? They had to do something. They lost. Uh, I mean, Thielen, I, free agency. Realistically, so. if you're going to replace Adam Thielen with Jordan Addison, I don't really have I an have issue a with, that. with that. No, it doesn't. It doesn't move the needle for me. It doesn't. No. Okay. See, I'm kind of right there with you. I, I definitely think that was a must add. All right. They were going to take a receiver. What were you going to do? Yeah. Throw KJ Osborne out there to be your number two? I mean, like, realistically, it, it, it wasn't, that wasn't going to work. I mean, picking that late, if, if I was them, it, they wound up taking corner in the third, but I, I think if they were thinking, picking that late in that first round, I think corner would have been a better option for them because they, they really struggled in their secondary. I'll be honest. Their secondary was as bad as the Lions. Correct. They needed to do something. They needed to make a splash here, in my yeah. opinion. They needed to try and figure out a way to make a splash, and they didn't really do that. I mean, yes, they probably got the guy they wanted at 23. Yeah. They probably did. And then outside of that, I don't really see much else there. But I just don't understand, one, how this team's – the only reason they might be in the playoff – picture 
at some point this year is because you're going to have Green Bay, which I don't think is going to be that great, and Chicago, which I don't think is going to be that great. But you want if you want to talk about our division real quick, this team in Chicago are going to be the two dueling it out for that second spot. I agree with that. I do agree with you saying that. I think you're going to have the biggest regression of any playoff team out of this. I'm I'm with you. I think Chicago's probably the second best team because there's yeah. number one, there's nowhere to go but up. This Vikings team was the most fraudulent football team in the I, NFL. A thousand percent. Year. We said yeah, it all they're, last year. They're, it's so it's hard to do what they did. It almost never happens. They ever, had a negative point them differential. Play the whole year. Correct. Uh they only beat Detroit because of a bad call by Dan Campbell. That's it. But that's it. Miss kicks and, and, and botched play calling at the right. end of the game. And then to watch them get absolutely hammered against Philadelphia, hammered against Dallas, I, I was just like, I, I I can't believe I'm seeing what I'm seeing. Yeah, I they're doo-doo. I thought they, they regressed a lot this offseason. Yeah. Um, I thought they regressed a lot. And and on top of that, they're getting old, like you said, Dalvin Cook. And then you failed to mention Kirk Cousins, who blows, <laughs> yeah. who who at the end of their playoff game was targeting a receiver that was short of the sticks. Whether it was a check down or not, that doesn't matter because I, as a Lions fan, know. And one of the reasons why I love Sam Laporta's tape is TJ Hawkinson doesn't do jack shit after the catch. Thank that's you. not, that's not the point. We're talking about draft classes here. Yep. I thought this draft class was weak. Um, I thought they reached for Blackman in the second round, the cornerback that they took, Mackay Blackman. There were a lot better quarterbacks, cornerbacks that were but sitting he's, there. He's not that bad. He's not, not no, he's bad. he's not bad. And also, when we get to the Patriots, we keep alluding to the Patriots. Right. I love the conference that Blackman played in. I thought the Pac-12 was the most cornerback heavy heavy conference, meaning that those cornerbacks in the Pac-12 are very battle tested. They go against really good receivers, really good quarterbacks. So you got to be ready. He'll be ready to plug in and play in a division where there's going to be a lot of lighting it up. There's Chase Claypool and yeah. DJ Moore and um, Marvin Jones and Amonra St. Brown. And you, now you need corners if you want to play in the NFC North. Right. You better have aggressive, fast corners. And uh, they went out and got so one. Good you for them. Have a front a front seven that's very good. And they have, and they have, but them's is getting older. Right. Yes. Them's is getting yes. older, the, and I mean, they the didn't take any. Is... They took no. I mean, they, uh, J- uh, Jacqueline Laurie from from LSU. They took him in the fifth round. I don't think he's going to come in and and you know put the, the bandaid on Daniel Hunter. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, and and uh, is is the uh, is the crazy dude still there? Everson Griffin, the one who went postal uh, last year. Postal? Yeah, I mean, no, I, I don't even know if he's still on the team. He's you, not. You're he's getting, not. you're getting, you're going to be decimated up front yeah. defensively, in my opinion. And then here's the other big elephant in the room, and he said it best: Kirk Cousins sucks. I mean, number one, if it's not a one o'clock home game, you ain't going to fucking win. And exactly. number two, there's one nothing. One o'clock home games. If what they're it, not playing at one o'clock and they're at home, they're going to lose. What is my quote about Kirk Cousins? White bread. He's Wonder Bread, dude. There's nothing about him that's that special. Like, what? And, and, and in all reality, you want to talk about long in the tooth. I mean, when is when are people in Minnesota going to get tired of seeing that? Because, I mean, Minnesota, they have their one year where well, they get I, kind I of close this, I and then regress for three year, years. If they can't even repeat what they did last well, year, they will and I'm not. not even talking about winning as many games. They, they will did, not. But if they. Going to the playoffs and get bounced, they're I, not. I, I think they'll make a change. The Vikings are not going to be. be I, I, they're I, not a. It, co- it costs them money too to make a change. There's a lot. Right. His his contract. It's his not ironclad, and and as it goes on, the buyout gets less and less. But his contract right. is is bad, and um, it's gonna it's gonna be a pain in the ass if they want to move on from. They him. got. They're gonna have. And some what issues. they should do, 
is basically release him as being quarterback and hire him as head coach. <laughs> that's um, what they should do. Um, that's what he is. He's a better coach than he is a quarterback. Moving on, the Miami Dolphins. So, obviously, they lost their first-round pick due to tampering with Tom Brady. Well, uh, that, so that, that figures. There you go. That's a, a real benefit to Bill Belichick there. Uh, now, they only had four picks in this draft. I mean, anything in there that you see that was interesting, not interesting, game-changing? I got one. Go. Um, Devin Achane is considered one of the perfect fits for for skill players with landing spots. All of the fan, the guys that write about fantasy football in particular, love it because he's going to fit really, he's really nicely into that offense. Fast as shit. He's going to be great for uh, McDaniel to plug in wherever he wants. They need the four by four, one hundred relay team. They have it in Miami. I I thought Cam Smith was an okay pick considering what was available at corner. Um, bigger guy and. I don't know. SEC corners good aren't always corner. great. Good press, good, good press, press corner. corner. That seemed to be a focus for them this offseason, which that's that's what I want to get to. It didn't matter what their draft was. They only had four picks. They did all their damage in free agency and they traded for uh they traded for our buddy um our buddy uh what's his face that everyone wanted here from Florida State from the Rams. God. Um Hold on, I'm having a moment here. Yeah, too. so am I because uh, I'm loaded with draft information. I look like such a plebe right now. Oh no, you're good. Uh, from the Rams, right? Yeah. Jalen Carter. Yeah, no. Jalen uh, Ramsey. Jalen Ramsey, Ramsey who had a lot of draft commentary to say, by the way. He he was tweeting after every pick. But a lot of their damage came in the offseason. It seemed like they wanted to focus on their secondary. They did. Um, and that's where their high draft pick came from. Well, why but do you think the Rams let him go? Couldn't afford him. Why do, what do you yeah, think? I they think couldn't afford number him. one, they couldn't afford him. Number two, he got burned most of the year. I mean, he didn't okay. play good. I, I wouldn't say most of the, year. Games of the year. I wouldn't say most of the year. I mean, I think he's still a top tier guy, but is he this god that everybody bowed down? That everybody should bow down to? No, I don't think he has. No. He doesn't have that Listen, kind of. I watched Mike Evans throw him around like a rag doll. Listen, I think we're forgetting about the biggest move that the Dolphins had in this offseason, and it wasn't Jalen Ramsey. It wasn't anything they did in the draft, but it was bringing in wide receiver Chosen Anderson. Who? Chosen Anderson. Uh, Robbie Anderson oh, came in a week or two. It was, it's like, that was recently. Yeah, right? it was within the last two weeks. And 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 you, you forgot about the most important player they signed. Who's that? Another wide receiver. I, I don't know. Your your favorite Braxton wide receiver Barrio? of all time, yes. They signed Braxton Berry. They signed Braxton That's it. <laughs> I'm a Dolphins fan. Uh, but going back to talking about the running back that they drafted, uh, they have a pretty – Nice running back room already. You have Mozart, and Jeff Wilson, Gaskin still there. With a guy that knows how to shit. use him, too, with a, with a coach that's really good at utilizing running backs. I think that's going to be real cute. With they have those four guys, and they're able to yeah, utilize them, and like Daniels. you said. Is there anybody creepier than him? No. He's creepy. He's a great coach, though. So. Great coach, but, damn but creepy as fuck. Coach. Yeah. Um, Reminds me of Bruce. So I don't think he's creepy at all. We went from a team that had four picks to a team that seemingly had, like, all the picks. Uh, the Los Angeles Rams, uh, obviously, big names gone this this uh, offseason. Jalen Ramsey, Bobby Wagner, Taylor Rapp, Leonard Floyd, all gone. So they th the Rams have a lot of holes to fill, too. Let's be real there. What are you doing? It just doesn't. You don't have to worry. You want to know why? It's just making me nervous right now. Anyways. You know why you don't have um, to worry about the Los Angeles Rams? They signed Stetson Bennett. 
Well, I was gonna. I mean, somebody has to play when Matt Stafford loses his <laughs> shit totally. Do do I mean is that even like a possi- possibility? So this is my thing with Stetson Bennett. I don't know why he was. He it was a reach in the fourth round. People are saying. I don't understand why it was a reach. I don't either. Um, because all he did was win for, for two years straight. For, he I, won I two national com- championships. I watched the NFL Combine, oh, and I will my. say this: out of all those quarterbacks that were thrown that day, and I'm talking about Richardson and Levis, I thought Stetson Bennett had two of the best long balls I seen the whole day. Mm-hmm. He threw two of the best long balls. That I seen in that whole combine. So I mean, why? Why then? Is it because he's old? I, I don't know. No, I think there is, is the char- the character issues. I think that was a, a narrative that was going around. And no, he's. I, it's. It seems like he's got. And I don't. I don't want to seem like I'm starting rumors. It seems like there's an alcohol issue there, which of course all these guys have some sort of Johnny dependency. Manziel. Yeah, exactly. Um, right. But but I I had read recently in the last couple of weeks that he had been falling for a lot of teams because of his character, just a l- right. little level of arrogance. But honestly, if I won back to back national championships, I'd I'd be a huge piece of shit too. I think. Well, I, mean, exactly. well, I like Steve Avila. They needed him. Yeah. TCU. He was he was well, arguably the best guard like in, in the draft. Solid. Yeah. They needed a good offensive lineman, and they got one in him. When you have this many picks, too, they had yeah. it's it's hard. You're going to have some misses, but they right. they needed to retool a little bit. And, yeah, Steve Avila was great for them. 14 picks. Got, Stetson uh, Bennett's great. Uh, Warren McClendon. Of course, we just also. talked about that. Hodges Tomlinson is is a ball-hawking defender. Yeah. And, and, and that's another team, especially defensively, that loves to just plug-and-play guys. They, if, right. if they're the best player, they're going to plug them in. So... Um, I think that was this was a decent draft considering how many picks they were. You you have the ability to get a little risky when you have twelve. I didn't realize picks. they had as many picks as they did. Yeah, I thought they gave them all away. None at the top. I mean, obviously the Lions had their number pick six. Right. Um, but they they came away with some guys that are probably going to do some damage. But I don't love where they. You're wearing a Rams hoodie too. Right. I don't love where they stand. Just threw this on this morning for work, so I'm not. Uh, no, no affiliation, but. With all of the stuff that's swirled about Stafford in the last year and the possibility of him retiring and, uh, you know, I mean, again, coming off of a head injury, we know how iffy that can be. And Again, a guy who's getting semi-long in the tooth. Do you think they should have targeted quarterback earlier? Do you think that there's a possibility that Stenson Bennett, they that Sean McVay could see some Stenson Bennett in the future? I think this is a really good case of they th- – we know what we have in Stafford. I think they. I think they're yeah. confident. There was questions: Is he broken? Is he? Is he made of glass again, like he was early on here? I think that answers that. Okay. Seems like Stafford's going to be their quarterback, and he's got a guy that he knows that went to his school that he can mentor. Stafford knows Stetson Bennett very well. He's seen him play, and um, who knows? Maybe if there is issues with Stafford, Stetson Bennett played in the SEC and he played in some big games against huge Alabama, game. Ohio so State. I mean, Michigan. Quarterback, he, he can I, plug in and play. Every quarterback in this class, realistically, Stetson Bennett's played in the biggest on the biggest of stages in the biggest of games and, and won them. them. Correct and beat everybody. Guy beat, won. Beat Stroud. He's got one yeah. loss in the last two years, and he beat the team he lost to a couple weeks later in the bigger game. Right. So I I I think that's a great pick. Again, a lot of people had him as a reach for some reason. I thought Stetson Bennett's, Bennett was a great. I pick actually suggested that uh, the Lions the Lions pick him up late. I know you did. Yeah, but, but again, we'll go back to that because I like the quarterback that they took a little bit better. But uh, speaking of another quarterback that. 
I was very happy to see it go off the board. Uh, the Los Angeles Chargers used their seventh-round pick on Max Duggan. And I'll tell you what. Say what you'll say about him. All right? About who? My dude's got some heart. My dude's got some heart. He was a bastard, too. He, I mean, he, he was a Heisman candidate for a reason. You know, I, I mean, to see him drop, I mean, pick 239. I wonder why. To me. That's what Listen I was to trying to figure out, too. Now, if something happens to Justin Herbert. Oh, thank you for the H. If somebody Holy happens, shit. if something happened to him, this kid could come right in and play. Two of the wide receivers that are they drafted are for TCU. And this guy can run, too. Like yes, a lot, a, a big wrinkle to their uh, TCU's offense last year was giving him the green light to do whatever the fuck he wanted. If he wanted to take off, he could go do that. It's it's a perfect situation for a rookie quarterback because you, you can just sample a little bit of the playbook. He can make the throws. If he's got time to throw, he showed he can make the throw. And he's he's tough. I watched him get the shit kicked out of him by Kansas State in the, in yeah. the, uh, or the Big yeah, 12. Yeah, I remember game. watching that game. And yep. he's he's a tough dude. He he gets up and keeps going. Yeah, he was tough as nails in that game. He, he reminded me of Brett Favre in that game. Getting up, getting cracked, getting up and keep going. I didn't hate the Chargers draft, by the way. So, well, I was going to say, when they, they had the pick of three wide receivers there between Flowers, Addison, and Johnson, do you think that one makes the most sense for them? Yes. Quentin Johnson? I thought he was the best of all those receivers. Okay. Yep. Um, I think you need size to be a good receiver in the NFL this year, unless unless you have the guy counter to them. But their receivers, uh, Keenan Allen and Mike, Mike Lim's a little bit bigger. But uh, Jordan, Ad or, excuse me, Quentin Johnson has the size to be really successful. And they're going to lose one of those guys, I think, at some Eventually, point. Eventually, they're going to lose either Allen or yeah. Williams. Well, I mean, you're probably last year. What did they? Well, they were both on the field for what three or four games? It wasn't together? many. It wasn't remember, all. remember the joke on uh, there was a joke on on whoever Keenan Allen's hamstring versus someone was playing with. Uh, <laughs> I can't remember who it was. Someone was playing with like a broken back last year, and they were just talking about Keenan Allen's hamstring. The entire time. <laughs> I mean, they're never on the field ever yeah. together, ever. And that's a so, detriment for, for Herbert. Herbert, need, a great quarterback. He needs all those weapons on the field to Absolutely. succeed. Real quick, I just want to touch on, I love their I, I love their draft, looking at it now. Um, their second-round pick, the the DN from USC, Tulia Tuya Patulu, or whatever I, his name that, is. That kid's an animal. Yeah, he was one of the top pass rushers in the I, draft. I'm surprised they got him listed as linebacker. One of my yeah, I mean in a three-four, he's, yeah. he's he's a linebacker. He, I think that's a more of a four-three scheme, so he's going to be more of an that edge rusher. Henley kid from Washington. Yeah, State. so Dion Henley was I, one of my oh. favorite players in the draft. And go back, Uncle Sam, look at his sound bites from his press yeah. conferences last year classy kid he's really good with the media uh fun to listen to a little bit of a clown but he's he's uh he's in one of those dan campbell guys he's got a motor and he's in on every play and he's a guy that i wanted here he's a guy that i was thinking if he's there the lions got to take a flyer on him of course they took their linebacker in round one but this kid was everywhere and a really like i said the pac-12 is a pass well, happy I, conference I, I believe the reason why you didn't see him come here He's a little undersized for that inside mm -hmm. position, mm -hmm. and I think the Lions wanted to go bigger at that position. That's the only reason why they did. Yeah, I got you. But I, I, I actually was really impressed with him. I watched him play against uh, Oregon, and uh, who else did he play against? I watched him play against another team, and he stood out mm -hmm. amongst all the guys that were on the field. Are we running too long per team right now? Uh, we might have to make this a two-parter, but, uh, I mean, we're having some good conversation here, so I don't care. We will make this a two-parter. Some of these well, teams I, have boring I mean, let's, drafts. Let's so talk we can... about our team. Well, no. Let, let's go ahead and talk about our team now. I think we should be getting there soon. Right? We're getting there. I mean, can we just – Yeah, go ahead. 
We're, we're, almost we're, we're getting there. All right, mm-hmm. because there's a couple in here that were rather boring. All right, Jacksonville. Yeah, this one, this one was boring to me. Um, I love the concept of of we want to give we want to give every chance to succeed to uh, what's his Trevor face Lawrence. to Trevor Lawrence. We yep. want we want to do what we can to make sure he succeeds. And I think I understand why that's why they went with a tackle in round one. Yeah, and they lost Cam Robinson. They lost Cam Robinson. Six. Harrison isn't the best, but I mean, it's you got you got to Bigsby, great player. Love that. Love that. You pick, you talked about Tank Bigsby a little bit last week too. Yeah, I, I mean, like that pick. He runs up between the tackles hard, and that's what they need. Other than that, I wouldn't say there's much sexy here. No, well, great, great cop. Bigsby's a great compliment to. Uh, yes. To uh, wow, why am all these players slipping? I, I, I'm uh, Travis Etienne. Travis Etienne. He's gonna be a great compliment. It's just something that completely goes completely different backs. I, I, completely different yes. backs. Two completely different guys. I love Etienne, but again, they needed. They, I think they needed something to compliment him. I think Bigsby does a good job of that. And I mean, they drafted an offensive lineman in the first. I and like then they went back Williams. Down, got they, one. they drafted him in the fourth. He's nice. So overall, decent, not very sexy draft. But let's keep the train. They also don't have a lot of holes. Let's That's let's, true let's too. go over that. They're going to be a very feisty, good team next year with not a lot of holes. I mean, so their, their defense is already off. They were chain. they were playing with house money with their draft class. That's true. And I mean, right. you want to talk about they have the weapons they have already on offense. Is all I mean, look at what Evan Ingram did last year. Yes, for them. I, I mean, him too. they've got beautiful, beautiful weapons there, and I, I Can't agree with Zola. Playing because they all they did was keep going with what they were doing. All right, Houston, who I personally think had the biggest shock of the draft. My mock draft, I had them trading up to five and taking Seattle's pick. Obviously, they kind of shocked everybody by picking at two, and then trading back up and picking again at three. I mean, I know Uncle Sam is the biggest Davis Mills believer and truther that there has I, ever I existed. I thought if they were not going to take Stroud and they were going to go defensive player, that they were going to be well, they did. Caleb Williams bandwagon there. They did, and they got uh, – they ended up with Will Anderson as well. well. Now, when they took Stroud, I did not expect for them to move up and take I don't him. think anybody no – one, No one saw that coming. Nobody. It no. just didn't – it didn't occur to us how much draft capital they have from the Deshaun well, Watson thing. That's why I had them trading back up to five, but I didn't think there's any way they'd be able to get back to three. I mean, I guess I should have been a little bit smarter than that and thought, okay, if you can get it to five, it ain't going to take that much more for you to jump to three, but they did it. This wasn't a great draft. I thought it was a good one, though. I thought there was a lot going on that I liked. I mean, I, I'm happy they took Stroud. I don't. I I believe in that Ohio State quarterback narrative that they just go on and do shit, and it's not just because I'm a Michigan fan. Thank I, you. I actually think Stroud is going to be the best of all of their quarterbacks because he's a pocket passer. I think he sits in the pocket, and, and I think he does well. He's the best pure passer out yeah. of these guys that were in this draft. He was the best pure pass. I I pure passer. Yes, I think there was a quarterback that's got. A better arm. I think there is a quarterback that's more accurate, like Correct. different people. But yeah, the the guy that was the most well rounded, and he, I, I he's the best he, at all the skills. He's plug and play. Yeah, where he could play from day one mm-hmm. and be successful. Will Anderson keep him upright. Will I didn't mean to interrupt you, Uncle Sam. I'm sorry. I'm not good at this. No, that's fine. Um, Will Anderson, I think we're all in agreement, was not the best defensive player in the draft, but he's no. damn good. And D'Amico Ryans is an Alabama guy. There was a theory that he was going to want someone a little more lengthy because his uh, he was under Chris Kucerich, who used to be the Lions defensive line coach. That's right. the defensive line coach in, uh, in San Francisco. And they like taller, lankier, 
motherfuckers right. like DeForest Buckner right. and Nick Boza. And uh, Will Anderson isn't that, but obviously he's a special talent. He's in on every play. I, I kind of like their draft. Tank Dell. Solid pro. Tank Dell in the third round was excellent, who's from Houston. Great right. pick. Um, Henry Tuotuo, the, the linebacker from Alabama, who we saw for two or three years in on a lot of plays and as a freshman. Uh, this This wasn't the greatest draft. But it was good, and there, there. It's a two-year process for them. They got picks next year, and it's yeah, it's a work in progress. Next year. What's good for them is that division. I mean, other than Jacksonville, it's a great division. But that division is easy to turn around, and it's an easy schedule. Right. The Colts, they're hit or miss every other year. The Titans, I think, are on the decline. I think we can all agree. Oh on yeah, that. absolutely. Um, this this wasn't bad. They, uh, this was a decent body of work, and it's a step towards the future. It, it kind of reminds me of the Lions draft two years ago. Yeah, I, I can't disagree with you there. I mean. Obviously, on paper, they got two of the top ten guys. Speak, in this Bruce. Race. You can open your mouth. Yeah, well, what I was going to say is you don't have to apologize to him because if you don't interrupt him, he'll just keep going. So it's probably a good thing. Noted. <laughs> and then start rambling on about things in the 80s and 70s. All right, here we go. Huge rabbit hole. Um, and depending on how long this takes, we might put a pause in it here and revisit it again. I'll later. put 10 minutes on the clock for this. Uh, the Detroit Lions. Obviously, uh, there was a ton of mixed opinions on what was going to happen here, right? Right there before the draft started, it was, oh, this is going to be Devin Witherspoon. A lot of people were saying, oh, we hope it's going to be B. John Robinson. A lot of people were saying, oh, if Jalen Carter drops the six, there's no way they're not taking him. Some people thought that there was an outside chance they could take a quarterback there if one was left. How did all of this transpire? Because you came and you left as soon as they traded six and came. And I did. Him. I did. I was at Ford Field, but I was I always intended on getting to you guys for the second pick. Uh, they traded. It was to 12. I thought I could make it in time. I literally walked in as you, you were going, it's, it's Gibbs. Um, how did it transpire? So from what I understand, and, and of course – you can't always run with a lot of the stuff that's being said, but from what I understand, um, the team that picked after them, I think it was 13, would have been the New England Patriots. Or no, they were 14. Were they 14? They were 14. New Excuse me. 14. New England was 14. Um, the team that was picking after them, the New England Patriots, immediately traded because supposedly they wanted Jameer Gibbs, and I will tell you why it makes sense. Their new coordinator, who's offensive coordinator, who was there in the past, was Bill O'Brien, who just came from the University of Alabama, who coached Jameer Gibbs last year. And he knew what he had. He knew what he was utilizing if he got him. He knew where he would fit in. Um, in terms of the reach, I don't, I don't want to call it a reach anymore now that all the dust has settled, but I will say there were players that were sitting there that I wanted more. I'm sure it was the same for you guys. Yep. Um, it, it wasn't a reach, though, because the Jets were also very interested, which is why they went with Will McDonald. Um, the Lions had a theme with this draft. It was... Fuck your best available. We want our guys. We need guys, but our the definition that the definition of our guys though was you're gonna come in here and you're gonna fucking play. These are guys that are gonna no. Well, you're gonna work, but these are guys that are gonna be on the field day one. Jameer Gibbs is a guy that can line up in the backfield with David Montgomery. Jameer Gibbs is going to be the guy that makes you forget all about the fact that Jamison Williams isn't going to be there for six games because he's a wide receiver. Was he the best running back in the draft? No. He was the best pass-catching wide receiver or running back in the draft. Excuse me. He was the best pass-catching wide receiver in the draft, and he's going to line up in the slot, and he's going to be a mismatch for people, and they have a plan. They have a coordinator that's really good at this stuff, and Ben Johnson's going to have a plan for him. I think he's uh, he, he can run through the tackles. 
up there. He'll be able to slash through the tackles. What I what I like about him watching him on tape, I didn't see that much of him outside of coming out of the backfield to catch passes. I didn't see him lining up all over the field. And uh, I had discussed this with a guy that I work with, and Omar. Shout out to Omar. But I I did see this out of him when he gets through that initial line of scrimmage. His Nobody's second catching gear. Him. Is ridiculous. Nobody's catching. And him. and a theme, the people are like, oh, are you better off with with Montgomery and Gibbs over over what you had last year in Williams and and yeah. uh, the answer is the answer is yeah. yes. The answer is yes because they have felt for years with this offensive line that they are leaving a lot of yards on the table. And there's, I mean, Swift is great. I love Swift. He was a great uh, player. Remember. Staley used to lose his mind because Swift would try to bounce everything outside. Yeah. Instead of cutting up inside where he's getting the blocks to pop them free, mm-hmm. he didn't want to do it. Well, I think that's one of the reasons why they became infatuated with David Montgomery and wanted him here was because they wanted the someone who's going to line up and pound the ball in between, in the, between tackles. the tackles. And that's the that's the biggest difference between David Montgomery and DeAndre Swift. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, for the amount of production that you got out of Swift last year – David Montgomery can fill that hole. So the more and more I thought about this, Jamar Gibbs is kind of like playing with house money. It was a, it was well, yeah. cherry on top shit. It was a bonus. I hated it when it happened. Same. I fucking hated yeah, it when it same. happened. I, I was like, what the? Go back it and watch it. It's on YouTube. It, it took a day for the dust to settle. Yes, and then I went and I watched a lot of shit on Gibbs. I read up about him. And the more and more I read about it, the more and more I was okay with that pick. Especially after I, because I saw a lot of the shit with New England wanted him too. And guess what? If New England's going to take a running back in the first round, there's a fucking reason why. He's a game changer. And I, I agree with everything you said. The second gear on him is incredible. He, I mean, when you have a guy who is getting compared to, He's as good of a pass catcher out of the backfield as Christian McCaffrey. And Alvin Kamara. And Alvin Kamara, because I've heard both of those comps today. Yeah. You can't be mad about Multiple it. times. The one that I guess I had a little bit more of an issue with was the Jack Campbell pick at 18. Jack Campbell would not have been there at 48. They got 34 for the trading back. He would have not have been there at forty. It's it's a, it seems like he would have been gone somewhere between twenty and thirty. Yes, it seems like I and agree. and this is the Jack Campbell brings up that bigger picture question. We're we're sitting there for months. Like this has been going on for years because the draft is our Super Bowl here in Detroit. I'm pulling my meat out and I'm going, oh yeah, look at these mocks. Mel Kuyper's got this guy going here. So I'm and I'm running simulators too. <laughs> The the problem is we're programmed to think like, well, in this mock draft, Jack Campbell's going in the second round. So we're programmed to think a different way about these guys. These teams have these guys all over the place on the board, all right. over the place. It just so happened that our team had Jack Campbell going a little bit in this range. And do I agree with it? No, same drill. I, I, I thought there were guys that I would have wanted a little more there. But again, Jack Campbell – made them obsessed with him. He he blew them away in the draft process. He blew them away in his visit. He blew them away at the combine. He's a guy that is going to be on the field that Every first series. Time. He's going to be and and he there's a really good quote for him. I can't remember where I saw it. I saw it on Twitter this weekend, but there's a really good quote for him during the process. He goes, 
I kind of love the concept of being the guy with the green dot on his helmet. And for those that don't know, if you have the green dot on your helmet, it means you're the you're the captain of the defense. You're the one with the microphone in your ear that's talking to the D coordinator, and you're the one that's calling the plays out. You're the captain on the field. Everyone's looking at you. And he said, I kind of like being the guy with the green dot on this helmet because if there's a mistake, I understand it better, number one. Number two, I want to be the one that's held accountable, and I want to be the one that's in front of the coach getting dip spit in his face so that knows what's going on because I want to be that person that's in charge of everything. And Jack Campbell's going to be that guy. I'll leave you guys with this before we get to the – I want to hear what you have to say about Jack Campbell in particular, Uncle Sam. But they haven't replaced DeAndre Levy who was the stud, who was like a defensive MVP candidate and was an all-pro in 2014 when they had their best defense in my lifetime. Till he got hurt. Till he got hurt or whatever. He had a parasite or something like that. Regardless, they haven't replaced DeAndre Levy, and that's an essential part. I mean, it's not the most important part of an NFL defense, but that's an essential part of an NFL defense is a middle linebacker. And the the team up until last year, up until last year, they they had this thing where they would get beat by one position. You're playing, you're you're in fantasy. You're trying to stream this certain position. This guy, this guy who's a nobody is going against the Lions today. He might have three fucking touchdowns. What position is that? Last year it was tight different. End, tight end. It was tight end. They have guys now that can come in and fuck up the other team's tight end with their speed and shadow them, and they're not going to get burned by that position well, anymore. Wasn't Campbell like? Didn't he like set the record for forty times out of a tight end or some shit or out of a linebacker? He's he's quick. He's gonna get, he's gonna get thing. to they the ball. They haven't had a true middle linebacker in this town since Chris Peelman. Guess bottom who drafted line. him? Guess who drafted him? That's bottom line. Guess who drafted? Guess yeah. who drafted uh, Jack Campbell the other day? No, who did it? Chris Spielman. Yeah. They haven't had a middle linebacker thing. here since Chris Spielman. Were you born yet? <laughs> I don't Bruce, think so. were you uh, born maybe. yet? You were you were still in uh Anthony's back. Spielman was good enough. Spiel, Spielman was good enough around. to make a town full oh, of Michigan fans love Ohio State. One player, Chris I Spielman. I won the race though. Okay. Now you made me feel a little bit better about it. All right. You made me feel a little bit better about it because you're right. If if they drafted that solely out of need and said, listen, we're on the clock here. We had the same philosophy that you guys just had. It's been decades since we've had a true to-the-rocks great middle linebacker. Then if that's the position you wanted and that's your guy, and from everything that I've heard about him, he is the ultimate Dan Campbell guy, then I can't. you can't knock it. He, Let's hope it works out. that they share the same last name. The next thing that kind of threw me off here was – as we talked about earlier, if the tight, the second, people thought Michael Mayer was the best tight end in the draft. And he was sitting there when you took I, a I, different tight end at 34. I beg to differ on the Michael Mayer thing. It was this way. Darnell I Washington. You, you, and, you and I are with Darnell Washington, right? I, I'm a Washington guy. Yeah. I wanted him. The whole, here's the process that sold me on Washington. I'm watching the combine. I know it sounds stupid to even bring up the combine. I get it. But I'm watching these guys. So I'm watching all these guys hit the sled. And the sled is more of keeping yourself balanced than it is trying to flip it over. Because the higher you push on the sled, it doesn't go anywhere. It just goes straight up in the air. You got to keep it level to actually push it. So all these guys are getting up there. They're pushing that thing maybe a yard or two. And I mean, that's how fucking bad it was. Washington got up there and put that thing seven yards deep. And then he still made an absurd circus catch and later on. Stupid yeah. one-handed catch at the sideline. 
on a bad throw. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, what the fuck? You know, I'm watching this guy single-handedly show all these guys how to run block. And I'm thinking, all right, he's 6'7", 260, 270. Put him on the fucking end of the line. You got a third tackle. So tight ends are sorted into, there's two different groups of tight ends now in the NFL. And then there's the middle. Right. The Lions got the guy in the middle in Sam Laporta. Now the two different groups are the pass catching tight ends, right. which would be Dal the first the first round guys would be Dalton Kincaid. Oh yeah. And then what we were just talking about the guys that could blow you off the fucking line and destroy whoever's in front of them, which are the the pass blocking tight ends or the blocking tight ends, which in the number one case would have been Michael Mayer. He was the best blocking tight end who the Lions passed on. And then there was the best pass-catching tight end who they couldn't get. Now, they passed on Michael Mayer because I think they feel, especially once they traded Hawkinson, they have really good pass-blocking tight ends. Zilstra's excellent. Brock Wright was was really good for them. And James Mitchell is a, is a pass-blocking tight end. He's a great blocking tight end. So they wanted a guy that can catch passes. Right. Laporta can do both. He wasn't right. the best pass-catching tight end. He wasn't the best blocking tight end, but he can do both. He was considered the most well-rounded of the tight ends of the draft. He's going to come in there and do both. And again, this is another guy that's going to come on the field, and he's going to play day one. There's not going to be a learning curve for him. Right. He's going to come in and play. There's going to be packages for him. He's going to fit I on the actually, field. What I like about him the most, what he does after he catches the ball. There were, so, that. there were so many. There were so many. He just said, Bruce, that. I didn't, I didn't hear it, but that's I'm that's sorry, exactly Bruce, I right. I hear you. It's the high talk. Well, no, you're, he's talking, and you're all the way over. Okay, there, so, so so that's exactly right. And we were oversold on two things when they made the huge fucking mistake of drafting Hawkinson. You never draft a tight end in the first twenty picks. I'm looking at the camera right now. Don't draft a tight end in the first twenty picks. <laughs> yeah, don't. Do Is that, that on our no draft in the top? top? Yeah, unless you got a Kincaid. Somebody who's yeah, a, a, yeah. a catching beast. Who went to a great spot at a great pick, by the way. We'll get to Correct. that. Um, you, you don't do that. And and what Bruce said, when we were sold TJ Hawkinson, like, oh, he does this, he does this, he's the best tight end in the draft. If you go back and watch his packages, and I'm talking at Iowa, and we're oversold on Iowa tight ends, by the way. I think the Lions got a good one, but I also don't buy that narrative because really only one of them in the NFL is elite, and that's Kittle. But if you go back and look at the packages, gotcha. the highlight packages of, 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 of Hawkinson, he doesn't do shit after the catch in college or the pros. And we were way oversold on him as on a blocker, as a blocker. If you look I didn't at the highlight for shit as a blocker. Because he, he wasn't. Because he that's wasn't. My opinion. He was another wide receiver on the yeah, field. They were trying to call and he him made the catches. Wrong. He made the catches. Hawkinson made a lot of big catches. He didn't make them all. He dropped a lot. And he's still yeah. dropping a lot in Minnesota. But he did nothing after the catch. Another guy that they're going to plug in. That's a theme with the, with their athletic guys. It's the same with Gibbs, and it's the same with, with Laporta. Those are guys that come in, and they do damage after the catch. And, again, the Lions had a goal. There was a design for what they were looking for, which brings us to Brian Branch, who's another guy I, this, that's going to play. That, I, this, for me, this for me was one of the steals of the draft. Overall, not just for Detroit, but overall, Brian Branch was one of the steals of the draft for me. I thought he was a lock to go to Tampa Bay at 19. Everything I had read about him, Tampa Bay loved the guy. He had all the intangibles that, that they needed to replace there. I was shocked to see him fall out of the first. I, I mean, I said that as soon as we got towards the end of our broadcast on Thursday night. I was shocked to see him still on the board. And then when the Lions had 34, I was like, if Branch is there, you got to take this guy. And then they ended up waiting a whole other pick and got him at 45. Yeah. I absolutely love him. I, I think he is... 
realistically, I think he was the be- probably the best safety in the draft. He was the best safety in the draft. And you got him in the at forty five. Mm-hmm. I. I I, I now that he, he plays a lot bigger than he is. That's the one thing I like about him. He really forces that play. If if they can play him at the line of scrimmage, best thing they could do. Which they best will. Best thing they could do. Which they will. He he'll be yeah. blitzing quarterbacks left and right. I want to see that because that's that's where he excels. He's kind of a natural pass rusher as a defensive back, and that's I love that them kind of guys. Uh, the kid that used to do that for the uh, Ravens, Webb. Ladarius Webb was the same way. You remember that? He played there in a lot of Shout out Raven. Shout out Carl. Huh? <laughs> shout, shout out Carl. Shout out Carl G. Okay. No, um, but I, I just. Okay. That's what I see him as. Still talking? No. Okay. That's what I see him as if they could utilize him the right way. Now, the next thing we need to talk about from the Lions, there's a lot to dissect here, actually. The number 68th pick was Tennessee quarterback Hendon Hooker. Uh, I, n- I, I don't I don't know. It wouldn't, I mean, it wouldn't be Detroit without a hooker in this town. <laughs> I, I don't. He's excited. He's excited. I think the team's excited. Well, okay. One, the value. I think you're getting the fucking value there. So for every person that was flipping out, oh, you reached on Campbell, you reached on Gibbs on day one. They came back on day two and got guys that they got great value for. Because that's how it works. If you're reaching for people, then Branch there's going to be good people. Branch and Hooker, I mean, that was two of the best value picks in the draft, in my opinion. And and if you look at day two best value picks, if you pull up any article, both of those guys were on almost every article on day two value picks, steals, fits, whatever. Both of those guys were on that list. And the Lions got them both. Uh, and you everybody's look, making a big deal about, about the age. I don't think in this day and age, because, you know, he's only a few years younger than God. It's better. They, they, <laughs> three years younger than God. It's, it's better, if anything, yeah. because you're going to get a guy on a rookie contract that's got a brain. And, and the things that Hooker brings to the table, had he not torn his ACL, number one, he was a Heisman candidate. If they go undefeated, if they beat right. Georgia, he wins the Heisman and maybe goes on to win a national championship. They beat Alabama. They beat Alabama. He's the reason they beat Alabama. Correct. He outdueled the number one quarterback in the draft. Of course, he had some help. Jalen Hyatt was great that game. I think he had five touchdowns, if I remember correctly. But the things he brings to the table, is he the most well-rounded? No. He was considered the most accurate arm in the draft, and he was also considered the least liability. Like, he was... He wasn't a liability. He doesn't turn the ball over. His TDs to turnover ratio is insane. He can also run. Ben Johnson's got to be just like this in a coma right now, just waiting for Hennon Hooker to come out. Because if he gets a crack at Hennon Hooker being his quarterback one day, you got a guy that can do anything you ask of him. Right. Anything you ask him. He's going to be able to make the throws. And I, and I think it's good because he can come in. He's hurt, so he's not going to play. We already know that. He's back soon, though. But he's back soon. What what the best thing is he's gonna learn how to be a pro from Jared Goff. Now, you could say a lot of things about Jared Goff. He's a consummate pro. He doesn't point the fingers at people. He is. He takes all the responsibility on himself. He's great and in I the locker say room. Say that about him. Great in the locker room too. Correct. He's very you don't revered. Don't have to worry room. about him going on the retreat and going to the darkness. And he has the fire. He has the. I, I love Stafford. Stafford was great in this town. I'm happy it's over though. Stafford he, never got you hard. He has the the fire that Stafford did not have. Agreed. Jared Goff was well well aware when Aaron Rodgers goes. You can't lose that game. Not against that team. Jared Goff was well aware of that quote. That quote. Right. He was in the locker room, and they were talking about it, and he's one of the reasons they were talking about it. And guess what? They beat the Packers twice. And the second time was 
Jared Goff was a money against them. So that's yeah. I I agree with you. On the road. That's a great on guy to road. learn against. And he's not going to be petty. What's the last time you could say a well, Detroit Lions team went to Lambeau they on the road? They did have most of the receivers back for the first time that game, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Everyone was hurt. No, it was a, it was a good offense. Yeah. Regardless, I, where, where they picked Hooker, where they got him, what he's going to do, um, I there, there's a psychology to that pick, too, that from a GM standpoint, Jared Goff's got two years left on his deal. Mm-hmm. Right. Next year, 2024, none of his money is guaranteed. Correct. So in a hypothetical, I'm, I'm not going to get – I, lo- I like Hooker. I like the player. I'm not going to get too worked up about him. I, I'll say two things, though. Number one, his floor is NFL backup. He's going to come in. He can't bounce back from the injury, which I've we've already seen him throw since the injury, and he looks good. He's going to come in. He doesn't bounce back from the injury, and he's just a guy that's going to be there to be a placeholder. He's still your best backup since Sean Hill, which was almost 10 years ago. Okay, number one. Number two, his ceiling – it's Jalen Hurts. Right. If 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 everything goes according to plan, he's as good as and he is. I'll say this about Hooker: I think he throws the ball better than Hurts did. At this at, point, at this point, at this point, right. at this point for sure. Um, I mean, his not, not, his ceiling sky right high. Now, so so there's psychology to it because he's able to come in and he buys this regime time if if things don't work out with Golf because they have a window where they're going to have to sign a Monra St. Brown to a contract, Sewell to right. a contract extension. That's coming. It's it's soon. So they have a window where they have to do things, and this allows you to pull the ripcord on Golf if he's good. If well, he's here's good. The thing, if Golf comes in this year, they tear it up. They go to a playoff. They win a playoff game. Golf's not going anywhere. No, they're going to sign Golf immediately. This he's offseason. not going anywhere. Yeah. And uh, you want you have a capable guy behind him, mm-hmm. which in this day and age, huge. If you don't have that, it could cost you a Super Bowl. Huge, just like the 49ers found out. Yeah, well, they did. He was capable. He was he was semi capable. He was semi capable. He did what they needed him to do. But but whenever, who was Hurts behind? Was he behind Carson Wentz or who was Jalen Hurts behind before oh, he, he got the job? Behind uh, Mayfield. No, 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 no. He's talking about Philadelphia. Oh, Philadelphia? I think he sat behind Wentz for a year. Or was it the year Nick Foles was a starter? No. Re- regardless. I want to say it was behind Regardless. Wentz. Didn't Minshew play huh? a season? He was there, he was he was there last Wentz? year. Regardless, last he, year? he came in, he sat for a year, and then he came in, they went with him, and he and he did damage. And then next thing you know, he was starting for the first time last year after having a monster second half of the season. And alas, you know, now you have arguably the second I, best quarterback I, in the NFC. I brought a blank on who he was playing behind right I now. I think it was the year they started Nick Foles. Okay. They won the Super Regardless, he marinated properly. That's the, Either way. The yeah. gist is he marinated properly. I thought Foles left the year after the Super Bowl. Overall, overall, are you both pleased with what the Detroit Lions did this year? All three of you. Bruce? I think people are going to be – what do you think, Bruce? Well, uh, What do you think the best guy that they got out of this draft? That was too detailed of a question. Did you like the draft, yes or no? You could see the smoke coming out of his ears. I was upset. I overreacted. I think everybody was. I think consensus was everybody freaked out. The next day, round two really brought me back into it. So, yeah, I'm happy. I'm very happy, actually. Go ahead, Uncle Sam. You're next. Listen, uh, the only way anybody's going to be able to judge this is to see the production they're going to put out this year. And that's just one year. That's what they're going to be judged by. That's just one year, too. Correct. But that's what everybody's going to judge this draft by, Mm -hmm. is what did they do the year after this? And I think they got solid guys. They added solid guys to a solid team. And I think that if they continue to do that, I think they're going to be successful. I really do. I'm not blown away. 
Um, yeah. I'm not. I'm not. Oh, they did best draft one ever. About, one thing about Brad Holmes that I've learned right now: he's the safe guy. Yeah, he's the safe guy. He's gonna take guys that are safe that fit what they want to do. See, I disagree I with you there. With I disagree. There, with was, you there was some sex with Jameer. I mean, both of you are right. There was some sex with Jameer Gibbs where it, it wasn't safe, but also it's guys that they want him to do a certain thing. Correct. So I I agree with both of you. Because I I see I don't know if it's necessarily the safe pick. Because I got news for you. If those two guys the come out, pick, the, the non safe pick would have been either Jalen Carter or B. Disagree a thousand percent. That would have been. I disagree sexy. with you. No, it wouldn't have. That's the pick. safe pick. Those guys are sure things, right? At we haven't even day, talked about the guys that they passed on. Right. Which is funny. They, those that's guys a whole, are sure a podcast in itself. You got to remember yeah. if Jack Campbell comes out and he's a fucking dud. That's Brad Holmes's head. If Jameer Gibbs comes out and he can't stay healthy or he doesn't live up to what the Christian McCaffrey comp, he, Brad Holmes looks like a moron. In Swift's first that. game, in Swift's first game, he dropped a pass against the Bears in the end zone, and we kind of we liked Swift here, but it, it kind of it defined his I career. Remember that. Yes. And if Jameer it Gibbs does that game. day one right. in this town, correct, you're done. And and if Brad Holmes will have a target on his. If one of those two doesn't pan out. Brad Holmes is a target on his back. I disagree with you that it was the safe pick. The safe pick would have been to take Bijan at six or Jalen Carter at six. And they'd have an A-plus draft grade, and he'd be the most celebrated human being on earth right now. Um, I, I'm not floored and blown away by it, but also I, I do like their draft. I like it on paper. I think they got contributors. Um, Uncle Sam nailed it. Um, it takes a really long time to evaluate a draft. And I can tell you the last two years, I didn't look at – of course, I love the Hutchinson pick and I love the Sewell pick, but we're not looking at their draft and think, and on, on day three. This is three days later and think, oh, they got this Amonra St. Brown guy in round four. He's going to be a stu- – and last year, oh, this Kirby Joseph guy is going to come in and, oh, the James Houston's going to be – you can't Houston look. comes out of Jackson State where he played for Deion yeah. Sanders – the guy comes in in five games. He has nine sacks. So we don't know. the The gist is we don't know right now. But these guys, on paper, compared to his other two gra- draft classes, are going. I mean, hypothetically, they should be more productive, and that's what it comes down to. If I see these guys on the field and making plays, yeah, I'm going to be pretty pleased. If if the reason why they drafted who they drafted was because it's people they believe in, it's people that are Dan Campbell's guys, and it's people that fit the philosophy. You can't really knock it. You no, can't knock it. Can't. Because that's what they did. That's what they've been doing, and it's right. worked. So if that's why you did it. And it's, it's worked so far up to this point. Correct. It's basically worked. The first year was a shit show. The second year was like, okay. they they've, I think they've made the turn. I think that you, we everybody can honestly say they made the turn. Are we done with Lions? Uh, lost one without without had, talking about who they passed on, are we close to done? Yes. I got to sit 25 minutes on Lions draft. Jesus. Talk. So, I yes. Uh, we What? Well, I don't think the they're not all-star players, but they're all guys with heart who are – See, I'm going to disagree with you right off the rip there. I think that upside – here's the thing. I think upside-wise, upside wide, Jamar Gibbs could be out tomorrow. Could be. I think you have a ton of upside there. I think Brian Branch could be a premier safety in this league. Yeah, I, I think they could be some They could Bruce. be. I mean, like he just said, Hendon well, Hooker, no, I'm not saying his not upside is Jalen Hurts. No, I'm not saying that they have no big upside. I mean, there's I'm guys with gold jacket on, potential on, on the, this list if they live up to their potential. On the draft Speaking chart. Speaking of gold jacket potential. Those people weren't where they Philadelphia were. Eagles, basically. That's yeah. exactly where we're going to start I, out. I, I cannot say. Oh, okay. 
that the Philadelphia Eagles is exactly where we are going to start off our next episode. Okay. Because we are officially out of time. All right. Um, before we leave, we're going to do some quick run-through news. The Bills signed Latavius Murray. And Deion Sanders. I actually like that. I like that. I, I mean, great. Deion Sanders uh, tweeted that he was ashamed of 31 NFL teams after Isaiah Bolden was the only historically black college and university player drafted this year. Um, we took James Houston last year. So, oh, so we're off the hook for that one. It's like the I, Rooney th- rule. I think they are. Perfect. I agree. Uh, and Patrick Queen, Ravens did not pick up his fifth year, and the Packers are undecided on whether they're going to pick up Jordan Love's. So that one's interesting and doesn't make any sense. In- incentivizes him to play. Incentivizes, incentivizes him, to play. him to play. So we're going to talk more about all of those things on uh, Wednesday, Thursday. We'll get back to you on the exact day, but it's either going to be Wednesday or Thursday. And we will go through the other, I don't know how many teams we made it through, but we're going to go through the rest of the draft and give our opinions on it. But I would like to thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of Tip Balls Podcast. Sorry for interrupting you, Uncle Sam. Oh, that's okay. Uh, He needs to be interrupted sometimes. This is actually great. Make sure you follow our socials, Instagram and Twitter at Tip Balls, TikTok at Tip Balls Podcast. Uh, Now that Bruce has to talk even less than he did before. I'm just glad we ain't got somebody that's high. Go ahead. Even Now that Bruce has to do way less talking than he did before, we're going to choke him out and make sure he posts TikToks. (laughs) So uh, thank you guys so much for listening. You will hear from us later in the week. Am I perfect?